0: Welcome to episode 295 of the Parkrun Adventurers podcast. I am Ollie Spike and I am joining after a week off from Doral Country.
1: And I am Melissa Ellis and I'm coming once again from Wurundjeri Country.
0: Ah, how are you Mel? It's good to be back.
1: I am good. We missed you, Ollie. Where were you last week? (laughs) We didn't actually explain why you weren't with me last week when Scotty kindly stepped into your shoes.
0: Oh, look, and it was wonderful to hear, Scotty. It was so nice as being a a longtime fan myself of the Parkrun Adventurers. It feels a bit strange to be saying that now. Um, (laughs) It feels a bit self-absorbed, but uh, needless to say, long time listener. I really enjoyed listening to Scotty. So look, before anything, a huge thank you to yourself and to Scotty for uh, obviously steering the ship and having a great week in my
1: absence. I should also thank Scotty because he edited last week and gave me a week off. So that was really nice. Thanks, Scott.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It was like Christmas. He's
1: like Santa. He is. Yes, it was Christmas in July.
0: (laughs) That's right. But to answer your question, sorry, Mel, look, sometimes work and life and and the balance of things just keeps us busy. And sadly, yeah, that was was one of those weeks. So I I did miss the pod. Uh, It was very nice, however, to get to listen and to hear a whole lot of podcast chatter that i hadn't already heard
1: true and uh where you were park running i assume you're at home yeah
0: you'd think with two weeks two weeks to talk about i could mix it up a little bit but guess what mel i was at shell (laughs) harbour you said it i did
1: did you notice i tricked scott into saying it last week
0: (laughs) yeah well done (laughs) <laughs> I, thought, I thought we were going to make an episode without it, but nonetheless, I'm here to fix that.
1: Yeah, but now he owes us a dollar. <laughs> he doesn't understand the fines. He hasn't been listening.
0: That's all right. I'm sure I can lend him one if he needs, but <laughs> I owe several dollars. But, Mel, I did have the opportunity to run at Shell Harbour, which was I worked out the first time I have completed a park run at Shell Harbour since the 8th of May last year. So
1: what? that was
0: a whole lot of fun
1: what that's over a year
0: over a year well we have had a big big break in that time but it was nonetheless a lot of fun to get out there got to to run with uh, one of the adventurers in the windang clan lance uh, who doubled up as a photographer after he finished but who won it's not a race it's not a race it's not a race um, <clears throat> Me. mate uh no. <laughs> I followed in his tailwind. Uh, But, Mel, uh, I was this week, however, back in the run director vest, and I'm very pleased to say that on his 25th park run, a certain Lance managed to finish first for his first finish. So it's not a race, but well done, Lance.
1: Well done, Lance. Yes, good work. That's
0: right. But, yeah, all the good things, Mel, all the good feels. We managed to flag shot without the flags the wrong way round, despite my best efforts, a certain Chris Fraser saw to that. Mm -hmm. And yeah, lots of lovely volunteers and a Darwin. So you can't complain with that.
1: Oh, Darwin was there. Darwin's becoming a regular.
0: Yeah. And a little bit of a tinsel too, I should say. So Darwin's festive, you know, colourful feathers just jogged that memory. So yeah, great fun. Mm. But that's, that's, well, Two park run days very briefly for me, Mel. What about <laughs> you? I heard about last park run day, but what about the one that's just happened?
1: Well, this park run day, I snuck off to the military park run in Victoria, mm-hmm. Pakapanyul. And I did mention that at the end of last week when I was chatting to Scott, we took a little bit of Ugly Christmas in July to Pakapanyul. Wonderful. Pakapanyul was featured by ABC this week and in the Parkrun Australia comms today. So if you want to know a little bit more about that event, have a little search of Parkrun Australia Facebook page and you'll see some reference. Mm. It's Australia's only military, Parkrun. As far as I am aware, Ollie, it's the only one in the world.
0: That's still my understanding also. Mm. Love to hear if there have been any developments on that front, but we're certainly not
2: aware of yeah, them.
1: Yeah, there was previously one in Afghanistan, but mm. that military operation has yes. ended. So that is uh, not operational anymore. So uh, as far as I'm aware, there's no other one. So I do feel feel very blessed Mm. to be able to have access to that. I was there with some friends, Brendan Peel, Jodie Maisie, and Renee Jackson. So we were sporting the Ugly Christmas colours. Actually, I wasn't. Yeah, I did notice that.
0: I was going to ask (laughs) about that for good reason.
1: I feel a little bit guilty. I did have my brand new Ugly Christmas buff on my wrists.
0: Excellent. There we go.
1: Yeah, but I also... On Friday, received my Team Veteran shirt. Yes, which I was very excited to wear. So I wanted to get out in that and uh, show my allegiance. So Team Veteran is one of my five Parkrun groups that I've added to my profile. So a very proud Team Veteran member. So that was that was good. And the trails were lovely. I, I forgot about the hill. I forgot to tell my <laughs> friends there was a hill. You know, you just say, oh, it's a lovely out and back trail. Yeah
0: mostly flat.
1: On the drive there, I'm like, oh, by the way, yeah, there's a hill.
0: <laughs> so, what's the scale of the hill, Mel? For for those of us who don't have the opportunity to visit, uh, what size hill are we talking? Belle Reve size hill?
1: Oh, uh, I think it's bigger.
0: Okay. <laughs>
1: oh, you're going to ask me the elevation.
0: That's okay. We can all use our imagination.
1: It sort of goes uphill to the 2K mark, and then there's a bit of a downhill Mm. to the turnaround. Then, obviously, you have to come back up, but then the last 2Ks is downhill. Fantastic. So, it's quite nice. Yeah. And the uh, ED remembered me from my first visit, which was really nice. I don't get remembered very often, so (laughs) (laughs) it was a bit of a thrill. (laughs) And. Yeah, we had a nice brunch in Seymour, which is the small town that sits outside the military area. We went for a bit of a scout to see if there would be a 5K event possible in the Seymour location, and there is because the Goulburn River runs through Seymour, and sure enough, it's got a trail that runs along the river. <sighs>
0: Yes, bless those river trails.
1: Yeah, yeah, and it's pretty nice. The, uh, the Goulburn River is quite majestic running through Seymour. I was actually quite surprised how large and wide it was. So that was nice to see. Mm, okay. We also visited the Vietnam Veterans uh, Memorial Walk in the town of Seymour. So I got to see my father-in-law's name. Oh, is that right? Sort of like the Avenue of Honour. Yes.
0: Have you been there before, Mel? No. Okay. Well, that okay. must have been lovely.
1: Yeah, it was actually. Yeah. Yeah, we took our time around Seymour before we headed home.
0: Oh well, let's hope you're back there for a park run one day, then, hey?
1: Just maybe, yeah.
0: Yes. Yeah,
1: we'll see. But there was a big response to Ugly Christmas in July this weekend. Yeah, things got pretty ugly. They did. Well done, everyone. And Sam posted the album earlier mm. tonight, being Monday.
0: Yes. That's right.
1: Full of all the glorious, ugly photos. But I just couldn't believe where all the ugly singlets were popping up. I'm sure there was more than usual.
0: It felt that way. There were some particularly large groups, but some great little tinsels too.
1: Feedback from the last week's episode. There wasn't a lot of feedback, Ollie. Uh, You were missed, I must say.
0: (laughs) Well, I missed everyone too, thank you. But uh, I think as we said, it was particularly nice to, to hear from Scotty and uh, uh, it made me almost miss, yeah, the opportunity, uh, the op- words. See, um, one week I'm out of practice. The, the opportunity to, you know, to, to jump into the poem zone or something like that. Yeah, yeah. It brought back all the memories.
1: Maybe this week we should just call for poems and just have a one-off, seeing as Scott hasn't come back to us with a new segment, as <laughs> we'll he just promised, recreate
0: all the other segments. That's it, we'll Club Corner. we'll just bring yep. back
1: the Poem Zone for a week Yep. and call for poems. We did fine him for saying that name that is not supposed to be named last yes. week. I tricked him into it, but, you know, <laughs> kudos to me. He's also received another fine. Oh, Okay, what's this one? Well, Johan has suggested that he be fined for his very dodgy South African accent. <laughs> oh, <dear. laughs>
0: Well, I'm in no position to argue with Johan on that particular topic.
1: Yeah, so that's $2 you owe us now, Scotty. Oh.
0: <laughs> and a roving report, huh? Um, <laughs> uh, we jest, we jest. We won't hold our breath. That's right. Thank you, everyone, for your feedback. Uh there have, of course, been some other news in the parkrun world, Mel, and I'm sure many of our listeners have heard the news.
1: Would you like to fill us in, just in case? I will. Now, this news came to hand, ironically, just after we recorded last week. Obviously, mm. we weren't able to bring it to you last week, but Tim Oberg is no longer the head of Asia Pacific Parkrun Tim had a press release and Tim did say, My time overseeing parkrun in Australia and the Asia Pacific region has come to an end. There were 4,109 days, including 587 parkrun days, formerly known as Saturday. Between when we launched and Australia's first ever event at Main Beach way back on the 2nd of April, 2011, and when I worked my last day for this great organisation on the 1st of July, 2022. What an incredible journey it has been. Never in my wildest dreams could I have envisaged what we have collectively achieved, and there is so much to be proud of. In Australia alone, over 1.1 million people are now registered parkrunners, and we now support communities in 441 locations, the most of any country outside of the UK. When I look at a map of locations, it is truly staggering to see how much the Parkrun concept has been embraced by the Australian community.
0: Tim went on to say, when I reflect on this time, there are so many people who have made a significant contribution that I couldn't possibly name them all, but I do want to publicly acknowledge the following. Paul Sinton Hewitt, the founder of Parkrun, who took a punt on me back in 2010 by granting the first international licence to expand his baby into the Southern Hemisphere... You Sam for championing the unknown parkrun concept within the city of Gold Coast and making it easier to get those first few events started my colleagues both here in Australia and around the world who have supported me through thick and thin the past and present chairs of the parkrun Australia board Gareth Saunders I am Gareth Candy and Scott Watkins for the mentorship and support you have provided over many years. The good folks at Sport Australia and the various state government departments who have provided strategic support. Our commercial partners, especially Medibank, whose support has enabled us to remain sustainable whilst expanding the tens and thousands of you who have volunteered at our events and behind the scenes. This includes people like Paul Wilcock, who has been event director at St. Peter's Park Run in Sydney for over 10 years. And last but certainly not least, my wife Nikki and children Jack, Evie and Archie who have never wavered in their support, no matter what was asked of them.
1: So what's next? I'll be turning my attention to an area that I am extremely passionate about, the epidemic of childhood inactivity. I'll have much more to say about this in the weeks and months ahead, but in the meantime, if this is an area you are also interested in, please do get in touch. In closing, it's been an absolute honor to have spent the last 11 years of my professional life at Parkrun. I have nothing but gratitude for everyone who has helped support me personally and Parkrun as an organization over this time. Those of us who have the privilege to call Parkrun a job know that we are just a tiny cog in the huge wheel that makes the magic happen every weekend. This magic will continue long after I'm gone and that is a legacy that makes me smile.
0: And obviously we would like to say our congratulations and thanks to Tim, who we should add, Mel, uh, the inspiration for our Obi Award and former host of the Parkrun Adventures podcast.
1: Absolutely. And haven't we named a challenge after him as well? Those who have completed every state and territory in Australia and both islands in New Zealand.
0: Yes, that's right. So the legacy is huge and uh, we are a Yeah, full of appreciation for everything that Tim has given us all and look forward to seeing what he's going to do in in another exciting area.
1: And Tim, if you ever want to come back on the pod, please let us know.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. We've got an award you can present.
1: (laughs) We do. You can open the envelope. It's quite a prestigious (laughs) honour.
0: Oh, wow. Mel, uh, I think whilst... That's pretty big news Uh, We've we've got plenty more coming up I know we have a couple of other roving reports And we also have an interview this week Is that right?
1: We do, Ollie We have Sam who has recorded an interview with Aidan Hobbs He's got quite an interesting pedigree with Parkrun So let's have a listen to Sam and Aidan now
3: Hello listeners, it's Sam here talking to you from the comfy chair on Level 2 with a view. Today, I'm having a chat with Aidan Hobbs, a parkrunner who holds 23 course records, most of which, but not all, are at Parkruns in Queensland. Aidan, thank you for agreeing to talk with me and welcome to the Parkrun Adventurers podcast.
4: Thanks, Sam. It's uh, great to chat. Appreciate having me on.
3: So Aidan, your collection of course records came to my attention when I was researching for my interview with Phil Gore a couple of months ago. I need to apologize to you because <laughs> at the time I may have said Aidan Hobbs, whoever he is, when acknowledging all your course records. So sorry about that. Uh, you do have a pretty impressive 23 course records to your name, I believe, if my research is correct. Now I know this is putting you on the spot, but Can you tell us which one of those 23 course records felt the sweetest and why?
4: Oh, I think um, my fastest time at Park Run was actually at Sandgate and that was uh, a couple of weeks ago. It was a uh, 14-16, but it wasn't actually Mm. a course record because I finished second behind Kieran Perkins.
3: Not the Kieran Perkins, I believe.
4: Well, not the swimmer, but uh, the runner, Kieran Perkins. Right. Um, I don't know. I think uh, I've got a couple of local park runs that I really like. Um, Rocks Riverside and St Lucia, I think, are my two home park runs. Yeah. But all the park runs that I do, I, I become part of the community for each one that I go to. I kind of follow them on Facebook and Um, I stay in touch with uh, a lot of the people that I meet. Um, Woi Woi was an example down in um, Sydney where I um, uh, met uh, a a few of the local Woi Woi roadrunners. Kenny is um, Mm -hmm. heavily involved in the group and after I ran the, the course record there, I let them know that my grandparents lived down there and that I'm down pretty regularly and afterwards they uh, made me an honorary member of the club and they gave me a a club singlet down there. So, yeah, I thought that was pretty special, but, um, yeah, I think, uh, you know, all the park runs that I go to, uh, they're meaningful for different reasons. And, um, I get the same joy out of park run tourism that uh, that anyone else does, I'd say.
3: That's so good to hear. I actually um, had a note to ask you about your massive park run PB at Sandgate a couple of weeks ago. I'm curious, how did it feel to run 1416, your best ever time, and not be the person who took the course record?
4: Well, I wasn't at all upset. Um, Kieran is a phenomenal runner. Um, we've had a few really good battles over uh, a few different distances over the last couple of years. So to finish so close behind him, I was pretty happy. It was a, a tough race. There was a lot of back and forth, um, mm-hmm. but it was it was good fun. And Sandgate, each year, uh, for those that don't know, they've got a, an annual Uh, They call it Speedy Week, but it's like the unofficial parkrun championships where all of the fast runners from all around southeast Queensland come together with the goal of trying to get as many people under the 15-minute, 16-minute, 17-minute, 20-minute barriers possible, And we get a phenomenal number of of athletes running really quick times there. So it's a great morning.
3: Yeah, I watched the video of the start and the video of the finish. And as impressive as all of that was, I was a little bit panic stricken by hearing in the background what was obviously the timekeeper and the token team. (laughs) And I presume there was some kind of astronomically well-organized funnel system going on.
4: They said on the morning that they had their A-team on and that they were... um, Uh, all very well rehearsed in ensuring that uh, operations were running smoothly and efficiently that morning and uh, as soon as the first runners come through from then on in it's just uh, making sure that everyone's filtered through and they keep moving and people aren't sort of collapsing dead on the ground and yeah uh, yeah so it was very well run that day.
3: Very impressive. And speaking of efficient timekeepers and token hander outerers, I know that one of the dreads that volunteers always have in the back of their mind is the potential for one day maybe having to record the 5959 result for all the runners. Now, I mm-hmm. notice you have a record at Rudy Hill Park Run in New South Wales of 5959. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that?
4: Oh, uh I'm not sure if I could even remember that one. Yeah, I think I ran a fast time that day, but it wasn't the record. It was behind the record. At the time, the record was held by uh, Liam Adams, who is currently um, heading over for the Com Games. Oh, is he Com? Yeah, but I think it's Com Games he was selected for. He was going either for the World Champs or Com Games, but I think he's definitely yeah, running the Com Games. Uh, he was over at uh, Tokyo for the Olympics. So. To not be able to get the record off him, I wasn't um, I wasn't too upset by. It. But uh, subsequently, I think the Rudy Hill record might have gone down to um, Stefan Music, who's a local runner in in Sydney, and uh, I think he was pretty happy, He'd been targeting it for a while, but managed to get under it uh, a couple of months ago.
3: Oh, that's excellent. Do you know what I love about the answer you just gave me is you haven't dwelled on the 59-59 part of the story at Rudy Hill at all, and I just think that's really so <laughs> significant because, you know, Parkrun, it's, it's a free 5K run completely run by volunteers, and I love that people choose to volunteer um, week in week out at a lot of park runs and I love that obviously you know your initial response was oh now let me think about that so it's not it's not any kind <laughs> of scar then that you didn't get a result that day obviously no. that's excellent.
4: Uh, it, it happens I mean what's the saying uh, if, if you're not satisfied with your run at park run you get a you get a full refund.
3: Yeah exactly come back and do it for free next week.
4: That's right.
3: So your quickest course record, if I'm reading your stats correctly, is 14.41 at Mitchelton last October. As we've said, it's not actually your quickest mm. park run, but it's your quickest course record. Do you want to tell us a bit about that run?
4: Uh, yeah, that one, it was previously held by an international triathlete. Oh, his name escapes me. Let me I might see if I can pull it up. But um, uh, I did have the record at, at Mitchelton. So I'd held it for a number of years and I think they changed the course slightly. And then the, uh, the triathlete, it was Trent Thorpe. He ran 1451. Okay. And, uh, I think my time before that was maybe like 15 something. So fairly indignant that, um, someone had came and taken my course run record. I went out <laughs> there with, on a mission to get it back. So, um, yeah, just went out there, uh, would have been, was it last year
3: maybe? October, I think, yeah.
4: Um, went out there in the morning and, uh, yeah, just went flat out as hard as I could to get it back and, um, yeah, managed to take 10 seconds off it. But Trent messaged me afterwards. He said congratulations and, and he said he was going to have to come back and, and get it. Uh, there might be an ongoing battle for that now. So who knows, watch this space. He might come back. And-
3: There's a rivalry on. <laughs> That's right. Nice. I like it. Well, that's kind of where I was headed is like, is this a thing at many of the courses? Are there runners that you are sort of taking their record and going back and taking it again? Or are you a bit too quick for most runners? And and I guess the question is an overall kind of, tell me about how important getting course records is to you and how much of your park run planning is about where you want to go and get more course records.
4: Oh, uh, well... I mean, it's it's one of those things like, uh, you know, at any one point in time, um, the number of records that I've got could change. And, you know, it's on a Saturday morning, if I'm just out doing a, another training session or not doing park run, there's always the possibility that I'll get a notification from Strava saying, uh-oh, you've lost your course record. And, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, any one of them could go down on any given weekend. So and when you've got 23 of them there's a lot to defend and particularly um, you know I've got a few up in Townsville a few down in New South Wales and a few out in sort of some smaller towns it's not as easy to get out to them a lot of them are just opportunistic if I happen to be on holidays or or up there I'll go out and suss out the local park run so yeah I've lost a few I've gained a few but uh, you know the, the general trend is that I, I seem to be getting more than the number that are taken off me but uh, a few of them are fairly quick a few of them are probably slower than others but you know ultimately i'm i'm not too upset if someone comes along who's faster than me and gets them then you know that's great i think uh That's what it's all about, I guess.
3: That's it, isn't it? So is it a case of every weekend you think about whether you're going to go somewhere and try and break a course record or is it more, as you said, more of an opportunistic kind of occasional thing?
4: Yeah, I I have to fit it in around um, my training and also what other events that I've got coming up. So if I am going to target a a fast park run, then I will line it up generally with if I have to run a fast session on – a Saturday then rather than maybe doing a tempo run or an interval session then I might just go and do a, a really quick park run and sort of two birds one stone I get the training benefit and also get to have a crack at a, a record but
3: makes sense um,
4: it also depends on the uh, what there's like a um a nearest there's a, an acronym for it oh yes
3: NENDY Nearest event not done yet? That's the one. So I'm kind of running out of
4: those. I've got a few still. Um, South Bank in, in Brisbane is probably the closest that I haven't got, so I'll need to have a crack at that one soon. But I missed it by one second a couple of years ago, so that was quite frustrating.
3: That's definitely one to go back for. Yeah. So when you talk about your training and fitting in fast park runs, if they fit with your training plan, what what's your – preferred running event what distance is your specialty
4: yeah it's a good question um i probably when it comes to running i seem to be a jack of all trades master of none uh, i'll run anything from the 1500 meters to the steeplechase to the marathon i do cross country trail running mountain running road pretty much wow. everything and i i love all distances and events equally so when i look at the events that I tend to perform best in, um, at the moment, uh, on the world athletics profiles, um, they attribute, um, point scores to performances that you run. And my top 10 performances generally seem to be over the 3k steeplechase, um, also the 3000 meters. And I've got a couple of marathon times in there as well. So they're probably the distances that I seem to perform best in, but, you know I, I enjoy all distances equally.
3: So you've been park running since 2015 can you tell us about when you first mm. found Parkrun? how it all began?
4: Yeah well I was a late starter I had uh, moved away I used to live in Brisbane and then moved up to Mount Isa um, was doing remote outreach as a podiatrist and going out to all of the remote indigenous communities and I'd never heard of Park Run uh, living out there. Uh, this was before Park Run in uh, Mount Isa had started up. Right. And uh, it wasn't until I moved back in 2015 that I did my first Park Run, which I think was out at Petrie. And I was pretty unfit comparatively to now. I'm, I think my time back then was about 1853 or something. And that was the inaugural oh, Park so Run. so <laughs> So, really comparative, I guess.
3: Yeah, fair, um, fair.
4: That was the first parkrun at Petrie that I went and did. So, um, but yeah, gradually, I guess over the years, I've you know my my training consistency and the mileage and things it kind of accumulates um, year on year, and I've found that I've been able to get those times down faster and faster each year. So, it's how I've seen the improvements.
3: That's fantastic. So I think you said earlier Saint Lucia and one other park run? You consider them both home?
4: Yes, St. Lucia Park Run and Rocks Riverside are probably the two closest for me. But um, if I'm not having to do like a hard session, or even if I'm doing a, a, a tempo run, we do a lot of our training out at the University of Queensland, which is where St. Lucia Park Run is. And quite often, I'll just jump in and do it as part of the, the warm up. So I'll jump in kind of the back of the pack and just jog along and carry my uh, barcode with me and um, you know it means that I get an extra notch on the total number of park runs done and then I might go over to the, the track or, or do a harder session afterwards so you know I, I still kind of get the same enjoyment that other people get out of uh, trying to see how many park runs I can get on my profile and how many different locations that I can get and I guess one good thing about being fast is that uh, I've got the opportunity to have a crack at um, seeing how many parkrun records I can accumulate as well.
3: So I'm going to put you on the spot with my last question. You can't say St Lucia or Rocks Riverside, but tell me the three best parkruns or most interesting or most unique or whatever. You decide why, but tell me three parkruns you think are pretty awesome.
4: Ooh. White Rock is pretty spectacular. Uh, it's a very challenging course with a really steep off-road rocky section. Uh, similarly, Cormorant Bay—it's a unique course as well. It kind of runs through the bushlands there, uh, just near the um, near the water. Oh, the last one—I uh, probably can't beat uh, the Sandgate Park run just because it's fast and furious. It's uh, completely flat, and uh, it's it's a good one if you want to run a fast time. Yeah, it's it's good for a, if you want to run a PB. Head to Sandgate.
3: Yeah. And I presume on that speedy week, it's a pretty amazing atmosphere as well. So I can see the appeal. So Aidan, it's been such a pleasure to chat with you. I really, really appreciate you um, giving up some time to have a conversation with me. Thank you for joining me and happy running. Thank
4: you very much. It's been a pleasure.
0: Thank you very much to Aidan and to Sam. Uh, some impressive running there, Mel, clearly. Well done.
1: Absolutely, it was. But this week, now that Scott's gone, Ollie, we've got mail.
0: You've got mail. Are you drawing a connection? Not at all. Not at all. Yes, we do. We do. So, our first mail came from Jeff Glob, who said, Woohoo! USA! USA! Excuse my very poor Homer Simpson voice there. But Jeff actually said, Hello, Mel and Ollie. I wanted to share some good news out of Parkrun, USA. This past Saturday, we had three events launch. With the addition of Kohler Mountain Bike Preserve, Little Sugar Creek Greenway, and Osborne Metro Park Park Runs, we topped the 2,000 participant mark on a single day for the first time since March 2020. In fact, at Kohler Mountain Bike Preserve Park Run, of the 63 finishes, 54 were brand new to Parkrun. It's currently swamp season in Kentucky, so I'm choosing to volunteer more than run. But I do hope to be adventuring soon. Keep up the good work. Your show is a highlight of my week and a beacon of positivity in a sometimes dark and cruel world. Happy park running, Jeff.
1: Oh, this was great to hear, Ollie. And when I heard about these three events, I did think of Jeff and I was really hoping they'd be within reach for his adventuring.
0: Yes, and uh, look, lovely feedback. Uh, I know very little about swamp season, so I'm going to have to do a bit of research, Jeff, there and learn a bit more.
1: Yeah, true. Thanks for the kind words, Jeff. We do mm. appreciate that. But, Ollie, we've also heard from Bruce Purdy, the ideas man. Mm-hmm. Bruce messaged us and said, ideas for the streaky September bingo card. Because streaky September... Sim- <laughs> <laughs> Because Streaky subs- <laughs> Third time lucky. Yep. Because streaky September aligns with Parkrun Adventurers podcast episode three hundred. Woohoo! Woohoo <laughs> How about photograph a three hundred during your streak? Continuing the anniversary theme a selfie with a cake or suitable park run breakfast. Mm. Find five different road sign types during a streak, i.e. road, street, court, crescent, place, highway, etc. Five different for a flush. Maybe five the same for a full house or a street. To be continued.
0: I bet, yes. There's a bit
1: to unpack there.
0: Wow, this is gonna be a pretty packed bingo card this year, I think. <laughs>
1: I need instructions.
0: There are some good ideas there, Mel, uh, and I really like the three hundred idea.
1: I know. Fancy that! Like I'm all focused on two ninety nine. I hope you've been researching, Ollie. It's your big moment. <laughs>
0: Yeah, uh, to some extent, yes, yes. Do you need
1: to record with Scotty that week and have a duet? (laughs) Oh,
0: Oh, goodness.
1: (laughs) Maybe he could be coaxed out of retirement.
0: (laughs) For another ballad. (laughs) Oh, dear. Well, look, we'll have to wait and see, Mel, but... Yes, it is coming very, very soon. Thank you, Bruce, for some more <laughs> great ideas. You really do get things moving.
1: Yeah, so maybe yes. when he says continuing the anniversary theme, a selfie with a cake, maybe adventurers can bake a cake. Yes. We could have a bake-off. We could have a oh, bake-off. It's all my Master Chef dreams come true. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: dear. Uh, well, look, there are some excellent bakers in the Adventurers Club, so... You might be onto something there, Mel. Mm,
1: or you could just pay someone to do it and take the credit. Or that,
0: yes. <laughs> As Scotty said last week, you know, you can actually yeah, stretch the rules a little bit with some of these challenges, like the photo with a stranger.
1: Yeah, let's let's be honest. Most of us do stretch the rules. <laughs> I still think a selfie with a stranger with a toilet block in the background is a good option.
0: <laughs> in the background. That's the key one. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh. But... Uh, Moving on to Dazzs Ollie.
0: Moving on to Dazzs
1: At Dazzs
0: this week, he said, it's ugly Christmas in July day. Dazza I can't wait to see <laughs> exactly how ugly you all are. Come on in and share your parkrun fun with your friends. And someone who did come on in was Andrew Johnston, who was touristing and said, in celebration of Christmas and the North Pole, Martine Barrett and I uglied up and went to see the Aurora. (laughs) And uh, the photo did tell the story of them in the selfie frame, decked out in full ugly shirt and buff at Aurora Park Run.
1: Oh, good work, Andrew. And Martine. We also heard from Rebecca Bailey. Beck Bailey, who was celebrating a frond, drove 1,000 kilometres, got my eye, and added Victoria to my peel list with this lovely, ugly crew at Inverloch carried on the ugly into Sunday morning where I volunteered as marshal number 10 at my very first junior event, Ainsbury Heritage Trail Juniors. Put on a good morning and even the puddle duck got some water. And Bec shared a tinsel selfie, fronting stump shot with Bec, Jackie and Toc, plus a photo with Jemima at Juniors. And yes, the puddle was full for the first week of winter. Ah, oh, happy
0: days. I didn't ask you about Juniors, Mel.
1: No, you didn't. <laughs> oh, I'm you sorry. know what, Ollie? Not yes. only did we have our special guest uh, volunteer, mm. the lovely Beck Bailey from New South Wales uh, mm-hmm. from the park run that we don't name, but we had our very first Duke of Ed volunteer. Ah, very exciting! So that was very exciting. So our Duke of Ed volunteer is a fourteen-year-old, and uh, and I had the lovely pleasure of being his supervising adult. Excellent. For his very first junior's uh, park run. So, yeah. And he's back next week. So he's coming back. So that's even better.
3: Well,
0: yep. Locked in now. That's wonderful. Mm. Keep up the good work. Speaking of keeping up the good work, let's keep up the Bailey shots. Uh, We also heard from Tania Bailey over in New Zealand. Last-minute fill-in for timekeeper this week at Pegasus. A chilly four degrees and a hardy 53 participants. Where else can you have a hippo in a tutu as a marshal? Ugly Christmas next week. And uh, Tanya did share a nice uh, early light shot with that post.
1: Did I miss a photo of a hippo in a tutu, though?
0: <laughs> I, I may not have noted that, yes. There was one? I, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm going <laughs> back. I'm frantically looking. I would have noticed it,
1: surely. Back. <laughs> You need to help us out. <laughs> Moving along, we heard we are oh, the most likes this week. Ollie came from Brendan Scholarly. On a chilly day at the parkrun that cannot be named, M and I had the pleasure of timing and presenting our parkrunners with their coveted finish tokens. And Brendan shared a photo of himself and Em with some fantastic purple beanies and volley pins in the orange vests.
0: Yes, and I did fail to mention in those notes that they were also sporting their ugly buffs. And uh, I think there were some very ecstatic parkrunners receiving those finish tokens. Uh, one quote I remember was, is that really number 22? I've never had 22. So something to be said for smaller numbers and a, a great finish crew.
1: The volley pins, Ollie, are they the ones, are they those little pins that you can buy on the website? They are. Oh, excellent. I've got those too.
0: <laughs> yeah. So thank you, uh, Brendan and Em. Hmm. Now, we also heard from Mary Jaluna from a rather busy and festive parkrunner, I have to say, uh, popping into Daz's for a first visit, who said, let it snow at the Ponds Parkrun. And um, there were some impressive shots, but Mary shared one of some very festive Ponds Parkrunners in the snow or what looked like snow, obviously, it wasn't snowing in, in Greater Sydney, <laughs> but the ponds really know how to do their festive Christmas in July park runs. And uh, yeah, I love those photos.
1: They absolutely do. And I did pinch one of those photos to add to the Consolidated Club report this week. So if you want to have a look, go and check out the post. Yes. This week, we also heard from Johan from South Africa. No ugly singlets in sight. But still a bit of Christmas cheer as New Rescue Jason does his first park run and Tailwalker duties with me at Inibos Park Run. And Johan shared a photo of himself and Tailwalker Jason,
0: the dog. <laughs> Tailwalker with the tail. Well done. Now, uh, also f- far afield or further afield, we heard from Tim Robbins, who was over in Europe and said, nothing ugly here at Park Run in Bergen, and I apologise for my very poor pronunciation, but popping up there, Tim, in Norway. And he shared a photo of himself with Troll in the selfie frame uh, with the city in the background there. So, uh, yeah, lovely shot and
1: nice travels. Troll all the way over in Norway. Yes. Wow. But, Ollie, we heard from Will Barlow, who said, I found a trolley. And Will shared a photo and a video evidence (laughs) of said trolley and his returning it to the local Eldies store and in ugly shirt and buff as well. This really did make me smile to see somebody taking a lost trolley home. Thank you, Will.
0: Yeah, well done. very festive trolley return. (laughs) And we heard from Nadine Crawford, who also travelling over in the UK. Nadine said, we visited Daventry Park Run in West Northamptonshire on special invitation from our friend Derek Munro, who we met at Hastings Foreshore Park Run. As Derek was the RD this morning, we had the Australian National Anthem played at the brief, Waltzing Matilda played at the 1K mark, and we were treated to a full English breakfast at their home, which used to be an old pub and is older than Australia. We also met these two people proudly sporting an ugly Christmas T-shirt and the first Dolly or Bev T-shirt we have seen in the wild. I'm so sorry. I was so excited. I forgot to even ask your names as they are Parkrun Adventures listeners. I know they'll see this. A very exciting morning with all the Parkrun magic. And I'll add that uh, the photo shared had Ugly, it had Apricot, it had Milestone shirts, it had the With Me Now Dolly or Bev shirt. What a collection.
1: Absolutely. And I do believe one of those people was Adventurers Club member Tracy May. Yes. So well done. Great connections. Fancy that. (laughs) Fancy going... For all the way from Australia to a random UK parkrun event, and seeing an adventurer's ugly Christmas shirt, because oh, there can't be that many over there. I know that mm. I know there is some, but I wouldn't think there's hundreds. Mm. I would think you know somewhere between maybe fifty to hundred, but I wouldn't. I don't really know. I don't have the figures. We don't know with all those UK parkruns because they've got lots. So that's pretty amazing. Meant to be. Yeah. And great (laughs) to see Nadine and Ian enjoying uh, being hosted so finely.
0: Over there at yes. Deventry. Yes, that's uh, certainly a very nice host there. Thank you, everyone, for popping into Dazz's, who was also a great host. <laughs> um, it was, as we've said, a remarkably festive parkrun day.
1: It was, Ollie. And I assume the envelope is back in your in tray this week.
0: Okay. Um, yes, Mel, it's somewhere here. I just have to move a bunch of post its. I uh, meant to clean up this desk before I uh, <laughs> went away for a week there. But here we are. I've got the envelope. And uh, so the OB, the very esteemed award, the OB, goes to this week. For a 1,000 kilometres, a stump shot and Jemima Puddle Duck, it's got to be Beck Bailey.
1: Good shot solly <laughs>
0: congratulations beck
1: excellent my house guest i am very proud
0: <laughs> <laughs> we, we should clarify that there uh was no bribery involved and certainly has nothing to do with the uh, milk sitting on anyone's
1: desk Well, the lolly slice in your lunchbox <laughs>
0: <laughs> or the lolly slice <laughs> that's right
1: Ah, another awesome week at Dazz's. So, moving on, we've got some roving reports. We've got two roving reports to throw to and our informant. So, time to listen to them now. <laughs>
5: Good morning, Parkrun Adventurers. It's Sarah here on the west side, except that I'm not on the west side, I'm actually on the east side. And I'm here this morning checking out event number 231 at Willoughby Parkrun. It is not raining so far, but I will check in to let you know how I go. Hopefully, the rain gods are on my side and I don't end up drenched. This morning I'm here with Grant, one of the EDs at Willoughby Park Run, and it's quite wet underfoot and I'm sure I look like a drowned rat. And we are doing the alternate course. Grant, can you tell us a little bit about the alternate course and how it's a bit different to the regular course?
6: Yeah, sure. Um, Our regular course actually starts on uh, the Oval, uh, our Tarman Reserve, but with all the rain that we've had this year, uh, all the natural grass ovals in the Willoughby Council area are officially closed, um, so we uh, aren't allowed on the area. And that's only the first probably three, 400 metres of the course, so we change the start point to be on the concrete path uh, and to make up the extra distance, we extend one of our turnaround points uh, by another uh, few hundred metres uh, and we start and finish at the same orbit non-standard point and we've been running this version of the wet weather course uh for probably two years now
5: oh wow yeah right all of the rain yeah um and have you noticed that any of the, the numbers have declined
6: since covid um definitely we were clocking 250 to 300 most weeks um we're down to sort of 150 to 200 but we have we've been over 200 uh probably a handful of times since but um definitely down and we've, the RD team has talked about it, we've lost, we, we get a lot of very first-timers. Um, uh, we get a few tourists, um, but uh, mostly a lot of first-timers. Um, but we're not seeing the numbers growing by the number of first-timers we're getting, so we're not sure um, where they're all going on their second time, uh, or whether we've put them off.
5: Well it is a beautiful course, it's very green running through the, would you call it a bush lane or a forest here, or the reserve, Yeah. so um, yeah. it's definitely worth checking out, so thanks Grant, thanks
7: for all you do for Parkrun.
6: No worries, thanks for coming.
7: Kia ora, adventurers, it's Alison here reporting in Across the Ditch from Cambridge NZ Parkrun in New Zealand. It's been a bit of a minute since my last report, I think the last one I did was at the launch of Otaki River Parkrun on New Year's Day. And a lot has happened between then and now. Uh, firstly, we had a, a bit of a COVID pause and then I broke my ankle. And so I've only been doing some volunteering and today was going to be uh, my first park run tour as a park runner. But sadly, um, I will not be getting my barcode scanned today. Uh, instead, I'm volunteering as photographer and I'm so looking forward to it. So Cambridge is uh, just outside of Hamilton on the North Island of New Zealand. It's a small town and the park run is I think it's about four years old. I've only been here a couple of times before but love it and I'm here today because uh, I know quite a few people are coming along so I'll see who I can
2: get to come on the pod.
7: So I'm with Helen here at the finish at Cambridge. How did you find that today, Helen?
2: The finish is is quite tough, Alison. It's about 200 metres uphill. And where have you come from today? Uh, North shore of Auckland, uh, my home run in New Zealand. is Sherwood Reserve where I'm. Yeah, and I think everyone should visit that one. Ah, <laughs> uh, you're only saying that because of the cake, Alison. <laughs>
7: I'm saying it because it's got a very unique feature with the eels. It, it,
2: it has, um, lots of ball walks and lots of bridges. But why did you come to Cambridge this morning? Why wouldn't you? It's a beautiful park run in the middle of absolutely nowhere, um, lovely and scenic, undulating some might say, um, but, but say very pretty and um, also Wilson Index and Fibonacci.
7: So it's event two three three today.
2: And quite a few, quite a few people quite a chasing few. that, and uh, also an opportunity to um, adorn the lovely, um, ugly Christmas in July T-shirt. Yes. And
7: um, something we do on the pod with everyone is your top three, not counting your home. So
2: I actually just before and <laughs> you had a yeah, bit of a to- little time I, to think about I d- it. I did. So um, Delamere Forest in the northwest of England, um, Queen's Rocks in Western Australia beautiful park run to run along the coast of uh, western Australia along the Indian Ocean which is you don't get to do that very often and I would have to say Sherwood Reserve uh, where I'm currently a a co-ed. If you didn't count Sherwood Reserve. Oh okay probably University of Waikato it's an interesting course four laps different laps Um, some people choose to get lost there Um, not mentioning any names Uh, and uh, yeah a good crew there so Alright, thank you. So I'm with
7: Brian, the uh, run director for today at Cambridge NZ Park run. So, ready. beautiful day today, Brian.
8: Yeah, I tried to put the weather on, eh? Was, <laughs> I don't think I've had a rainy day for any of my uh, run directing. Oh, miles, I, so I yeah. shall
7: keep an eye on the roster then.
8: <laughs> yeah, yeah, look out for me every yeah. time, yeah.
7: <laughs> and today was a big event for Cambridge.
8: Wow, yeah, it was our 233rd Park Run, which is a Fibonacci number. So, um, it was part of the Fibonacci sequence. So, yeah, it was. It was um, quite quite big. We had a lot of people come over just to get that. So yeah, it's good to see a lot of new faces and stuff like that. It was also ugly Christmas day as well. So yeah. we had lots of yeah great Christmas shirts.
7: Yeah, mm. well, I'll be sending the pictures to the pod, so don't you worry.
8: Oh yeah. So tell us about the Cambridge course, Brian. Um, well, it's it's mostly flat. <laughs> <laughs> and um, but the best part is it's it's mostly downhill for the first two and a half k's that's probably the best way to describe it yeah. yeah it's mostly downhill for the first two and a half days. um yeah it does finish on a bit of an uphill though um it does catch quite a few people out and there's a few sort of bridges and stuff sort of to, yeah. to, to navigate so yeah it does go up and down it's some little um little bits and pieces there around the around the course
7: so you've got your bed into for the the toughest park run on the north island
8: yeah in the north island i think yeah we've probably got the most hills and there's probably yeah it is the hardest in the north island. i don't think we're We'd beat Dunedin in the south Island. no okay. no, no not a hope in hell no. um but yeah we're def well i don't know i've heard some rumors about some of the other people other courses sort of been having the odd hill or two but yeah doesn't beat our finish hill no it's, it's just...
7: definitely a challenge for those trying
8: for a pb <laughs> yeah so. you yeah, don't come here for a pb that's for sure no. but you get a park you know cambridge park run pb but yeah, yeah. not an overall one no
7: Have you done many other park runs around
8: the country? Oh yeah, I've done Palmerston North a couple of times, Um, Western Springs and like last year for the first time ever managed to get like 20k's up the road to Hamilton Lake, Um, hadn't been there yet, still got to go to Hamilton University, Waikato University I should say, haven't done then yet but yeah that's that's about it, haven't really done any more yet, I need to get out more sort of, Yeah. um, yeah been tied here for a bit but now i'm free supposedly so
7: for the listeners i'll just add that brian up until recently was the event director here and is now handed over those yeah (laughs) and tell us about one of your eds um the news you broke at the run brief this morning ah
8: yeah so uh, uh, one of our co-eds just gave birth yesterday a little baby charlotte 3.8 kilos i believe so yeah
7: it's a nice notice to have at the run
8: brief. Exactly. Everyone yeah. thought she was just getting fat, but no, she was pregnant. Yeah. Well, let's hope she'll have a bit
7: of a break for a while from parkrun. Uh, yeah.
8: You know, she would have been down here today, but um, we had enough volunteers, so she didn't need to. Yeah.
7: <laughs> cool. Well, thank you so much. And thanks again for another awesome parkrun. Thanks, Alison. And that's a wrap on Cambridge NZ parkrun called Cambridge NZ Run to differentiate between um this one and the original one in the UK which sadly is no longer with us so will this one be able to change its name to Cambridge Run? who knows anyhow it's a beautiful course it's a rural outlook it's undulating it's an out and back you start on a downhill finish on an uphill as you may have gathered but it is a really really cool awesome friendly event that i think everyone should come and visit sometime anyway that's all from me i hope to report in again soon um so have a great rest of the week everyone
9: Me. Coming to you live from Level 2 with a view. And this week's view, well, who cares about the view? Although flying on a caramel sugar high, I'm angry, parkies. Despite management being fully aware my hero, Mr Scotty Trickett, was coming in, they sent me off for a training course. I could have given him a great interview. Like one of those Channel 5 things, except not a run report.
10: Hell. What in-depth probing questions would you ask?
9: I don't know. Ah, oh, since he's a funny guy, I'd tell a joke. Yeah, like, um... ah, oh, here's one. There are two muffins baking in the oven. One muffin says to the other, Phew, is it getting hot in here or is it just me? The other muffin says, Ah, the talking muffin!
10: I guess it's all in the delivery. Maybe you got it wrong.
9: Ah, oh, Mr Trickett will get it. He's a smart guy. Hey, remember that time when Simon Mackley, so-called quiz master, rigged the quiz tiebreaker so Scotty didn't win?
10: It wasn't rigged.
9: Yes, it was. And then soon after, the quiz master packed up and moved to Queensland. Coincidence? I don't think so.
10: Okay, since you're obviously off in Conspiracy La La Land...
9: Okay, okay, I'll go back to the script. Far out! These are unofficial stats. They're only current at the time they are collected and may differ from the stats you read elsewhere. There were 444 runs held down under, a double Richie down 11 on last week, 36 were in New Zealand and 48 of these were in Australia. Worldwide, there were 1,756 events. Aussie New Zealand attendance was 32,049 out of 193,000 worldwide. There was one event launch in the United States. Down under we had 3,338 PBs, while 1,183 people participated for the first time. 63 juniors reached their junior 10 milestone, 151 people reached their 50 milestone, 92 reached their 100 milestone, and 19 people reached their 250 milestone. 26 people called bingo. Jeff Howe was the quickest on 152 runs, while Gary Stephen was slowest on 318 runs. There were three new statespeople, Tao Tan in ACT, Michael Giles in the Northern Territory, and Jeremy Porter in South Australia. In the top 20 most of the New Zealand events list, Brian Hardy celebrated his 400th park run by moving up to equal 19th with Melissa Ellis. She'll be spitting chips! Well, not chips, some carb-free lentil nibble thing. Overall, on the biggest movers, three people moved up nine spots to be on rank 177 after running their 95th different park run. Joanne Blackbourne, Robin Plan and Lance Plan. 109 people lifted their windex. Yeah. This week's biggest mover is Garth Clee who moves up 60 to 108, which sneaks him just into the Queensland top 10. In other notables, Ernie Jordan jumped 32 to 56 and 8th in New South Wales. Michael Fitzsimmons moved his Windex to 33 and placed 3rd in the ACT after doing a number 2 at Umbergong.
10: Right, that's enough. Red card for using toilet humour.
9: What, boy? This is... I'm only saying what Ollie and Chris did at Wentworth.
10: Ouch.
9: Oh my god, so grumpy. Have some chocolate.
10: In the Adventure Challenges... We have Neil Harvey joining the Peel Club by completing an event in all states and territories in Australia. Nicole Hay joined the Cow Club by completing 100 different events. And a further 12 parkrunners completed half cow. If you would like to see these stats in full, you can download them from theinformant.me. That's www.theinformant.me. Or look for The Informant on Facebook. This has been the informant, and my spreadsheet is bigger than yours.
0: And thank you very much to our informant and to our roving reporters, uh, including Sarah at Willoughby, so making a bit of a a trip to the East Coast still. Um, And uh, I think, Sarah, that bottle must have headed the other way by now. So it'll show up. It'll show up, we're sure. I hope so. She keeps missing it. (laughs)
1: I'm sure it's stuck in Tasmania. I'm sure Vel or Steve can confirm.
0: Yeah, sailing through the strait there, just up, mm. up near the north coast.
1: And, of course, Alison at
0: Cambridge, so doing a bit of touristing there.
1: Yeah, those uh, New Zealanders are chasing Windex numbers and Fibonacci.
0: Yes, and I did see Alison's photo in Jazz's, and I did notice a, a sign that looked like there was a bit of elevation there. So, yeah, between that and the report, I'm... Um, I'm curious about that one.
1: Hmm. Hmm. Would you like to know about the Consolidated Club report this week?
0: Very much so.
1: Of a total of 248 members, 194 took part on this date at 110 different locations. In the UK, we had 15 events at Urie Riverside, Clumber Park, Daventry, Aldenham, Jersey Farm, Middenhall Hub, Beckenham Place, Harnworth, Roundshore Downs, Tord Valley, Chippenham Playing Fields, Ross-on-Wye, Summerdale Pavilion, The Great Field and Wolverhampton. In the USA, we had two events at Joe Creason and Roosevelt Island, DC. In Ireland, there was one event at Inch Beach. In Netherlands, one event at Goffert. In Norway, one event at Loverstein. Two events in South Africa, Innesbos and Atlasville. And locally, there were adventurers at 30 events in the Greatest States, 19 events in New South Wales, 16 in Queensland, 7 in South Australia, 6 in West Australia, 2 in Tassie, 2 in ACT, none in the Northern Territory. But over the ditch, 5 events in the North Island and 1 event in the South Island. Wow. That's a big one. Yes. And the largest frond this week, Ollie, was a three-way tie. Yeah. So we had six adventurers out at Sandon Point, Paddy, Sam and Luke, Aaron and Michael Gentle and Roberta Winters. We had six at the Ponds, Charles Burns, Dennis Peden, Jeff Robinson, Louise Garbers and Joe McLean and Lisa Spencer. And rounding it out at Elliot Heads Beach, we had Lance and Robert Flan, Barbara and Roger Luther, and Ian and Catherine Greenstreet. That's
0: some impressive turnouts there, Mel.
1: Hmm. yes. So no largest frond in Victoria this week, Ollie, just saying. <laughs>
0: yeah, I, I did pick up on the mention of the greatest state uh, a couple of times in the last week or two, <laughs> and we're not sure of the largest Vrond.
1: No, we're still
0: not sure. Yeah, I know we had at least five at Shell Harbour. Well, at least I think so. Oh,
1: nice work!
0: Yeah. I could be wrong about that, but, yeah.
1: That could be the biggest one. Yeah. I really didn't look it up this week no. for juniors, but. Mm.
0: Yes, I'll yeah. I'll give it to you. <laughs> Thank you.
1: You're welcome. Uh, but looking forward, looking forward, well, there's a
0: little thing happening. Well, it's on the other side of the planet from us, but it's of interest. The Com Games are on. Uh, in fact, they're already on by the time this pod is out. So we hope you're all following and watching and cheering on. There's certainly a couple of park runners scattered in there. And... Um, yeah, it's pretty exciting, Mel.
1: Have you got the fever?
0: <laughs> look, I'm not sure I like the idea of getting the fever these days. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, look, it's it's catching. I, I haven't been following. I haven't been preparing. It has crept up. And um, I want to say a big shout out to a few of the people that have kept me up to date, even with uh, some of the athletics over in Oregon, because you know, one of our former course record holders is one of those athletes, and, and we, we like to follow her achievements, uh, so thank you, Michael Gentle, and apologies that I wasn't on the pod to actually share Jess Hull's uh, finals finish, but uh, nonetheless, we'll be following the Com Games and cheering on all of our wonderful athletes.
1: That's great. I'm starting to get the fever, Ollie, because I watched a special This Is Your Life Ooh. last night on Ian Thorpe. Ah, yes. So I'm getting all excited about the swimming. I like the swimming. Yeah. But I have to admit, I don't know whether... Commonwealth Games are held this year? Birmingham. Oh, okay. Yep. Yep. I'm all about the fact that they are coming to Melbourne or Victoria, Mm. but I don't know if that's the next one or the one after. I think it's the next one. I believe so. Mm, it's going to be in my backyard. Well, l-
0: almost, almost literally. Mm. Yeah, there's, uh, there's a touch of regional Victoria, if I remember correctly, because I remember our our good friends in Tasmania hoping to host uh, before uh, the Victorians so graciously offered to take over.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> now feel bad Um, but yeah so like not to take anything away from Birmingham but going back to it being in Victoria Ballarat's gonna have the athletics yeah is literally in my backyard so I'm getting all excited about volunteering potentially at Mm. the Victorian Commonwealth Games in whatever year that falls on as long as they let me have Saturday mornings off conditions.
0: Well, you've got a few a few years to prepare there, Mel. Um, and look, I suppose uh, while we're looking forward, let's look forward to the closer or, or near future. Uh-huh. Next park run day, where are you going?
1: Unicorns. Okay. <laughs> um. <laughs> I'm going to get my you, Ollie. Oh, you don't have your you. No. Wow! No, I've because it's far, far, far from me. Yes, the previous two use at Underwood and Yurunga, yes. Queensland, and New South yep. Wales. I've n- not managed to ever find myself in that location, but there is now one in ACT, so I'm going on a road trip. Wow! Hmm.
0: I'm slightly jealous.
1: Oh,
0: especially because I was almost going to go. Um, <laughs> But it will be great. I look forward to seeing and hearing more about the new course at Umbagong.
1: And I'm going to catch up with Will because he's on the Volley Roster.
0: Look out, trolleys of the ACT.
1: Oh, we could have trolley races.
0: (laughs) I think you'll have better things to do. But, yeah, (laughs) sure. Uh,
1: what about you let me guess um are you going to be at home
0: going for the hat trick mel that's <gasps> right i will be volunteering uh i may have the kids in tow too so that <gasps> really? will be exciting i'll see if i can get Charlie to scan a few barcodes or you know put it to some use She's got to earn a keep.
1: That's good. I'm glad
0: to hear the kids are coming out. Well, hasn't happened yet, but, yeah, we can always dream. <laughs> That's the hope. There'll be some tourism coming up in weeks to come, so I look forward to spending a sunny Saturday morning right at home.
1: So hopefully this week Abby is a little bit happier with us. Um, we had a challenge to up our game. Uh, yes. Hopefully she's happier with the recording last week. I think she will be. She's a bit of a star, our Abby, I must say, just quietly. <laughs> she's doing better and better all the time.
0: She doesn't miss a beat.
1: No, she doesn't. No, she's very clued on, that little mm. kid. But Ollie, I think that's it. Thank you for having me back, Mel. <laughs> you are always coming back. Don't play the meek victim to me. <laughs>
0: well, you know, I could have been off Off in Antarctica, studying penguins for for longer than I was, but uh, (laughs) all the same, uh, it's good to be back.
1: Yeah. No, we're glad to hear you back again, Ollie. And as always, listeners, you can contact us via Facebook or our email, which is parkrunadventures at gmail.com. Yes, it is scripted. That's (gasps) it for another week. We'll see you all next week for more adventures.
3: Let me see. Two blocks of caramel breakaway. Two blocks of caramel marble. Two blocks of caramel hokey pokey. Ooh, my favourite. Yes, I do think six blocks of caramel chocolate will have an impact on where the OB envelope goes this week.